We acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the unceded, ancestral, and occupied traditional territory of the Musqueam, Tsleil-Waututh, and Squamish nations of the Coast Salish peoples. In some parts of Canada, treaties were signed with First Nations that gave incoming settlers rights to much of the land, while in other areas, few or no treaties were signed. Unceded land was never given or legally signed away to Britain or Canada. It was stolen and continues to be occupied and governed by settlers today. As we live, work, surf and play, we are grateful to the Métis, Inuit and Indigenous peoples of Turtle Island and from around the world who have stewarded these lands and sacred surf spots for thousands of years. We recognize their amazing resistance, resilience and strength in the face of ongoing dispossession, colonial violence and injustice. In particular, we wish for justice to be brought for the murdered and missing Indigenous women and girls from across our country. We believe that for true healing and harmony to occur, we must reflect and speak up about oppression while working together as we move forward in truth and reconciliation. We can be better. We can do better. Freshies, welcome to Permastoke. I am your host, Derek Hyatt. In this podcast, we talk to your favorite surfers and stand-up paddleboarders from across the Great Lakes, Canada, the U.S., and beyond. Take a peek into their lives and find out what it means to be stoked. Is it a natural state of euphoria, elation, a relentless commitment? I also talk to other Permastoke individuals related to surf culture, such as artists, entrepreneurs, filmmakers, musicians, philanthropists, yogis, and much more. Join me in learning from these field experts and enthusiasts while being inspired by their undying passion, insights, and rad tales. Permastoke is brought to you by Freshwater Surf Kids, your surf brand devoted to spreading the stoke across the unsalted seas and cultivating pride amongst the surf community. We do this by providing products and apparel that celebrate what makes both Great Lakes and Canadian surf culture so special. Stand out in the tribe by rocking our signature tee that features rad monoline illustrations of surfers shredding it up on each of the Great Lakes. Visit freshwatersurfbids.com for yours today. And be sure to check out our stand-up paddleboard school. With future plans to relocate to Southern Ontario, we currently offer basic and advanced courses private lessons, tours, custom experiences, and sup yoga in the waterways of beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. Connect with Mother Ocean, have fun, enjoy good company, and the West Coast sights and wildlife as you take your skills from okay to killer with a Paddle Canada certified instructor. If you'd rather stay dry, check out our Great Vibes Yoga Meditation and Healing Program. Aloha is a life force energy of loving and living in harmony with all my relations. Through movement, mantra, meditation, and breath, our classes reveal to seekers how to merge with their higher self so they may spread great vibrations and the spirit of aloha throughout the global consciousness. We use powerful technologies such as kundalini yoga and the Hawaiian art of ho'oponopono to calm the nervous system and leave you feeling uplifted and in harmony with mind, body, and spirit. 
Enjoy community, connection, and a chill atmosphere filled with great vibes and sacred ancient teachings delivered with humor and integrity. Aloha, freshies, and welcome to another episode of Permastoke. I'm your host, Derek Hyatt. In this episode, I chat with former wind turbine technician turned owner of Surf's Up Eco Shop and Rentals in Concarden, Ontario, Tara Coates. We discuss the women's revolution of surfing on the Great Lakes, the pros and cons of owning a surf shop in southwestern Ontario, going green, the origins of Tara's stoke, how she transitioned from creating wind energy to riding wave energy, and much more. This episode was recorded on June 17th, 2020. It is family-friendly with minimal bad language and no F-bombs. Hope you enjoy the show. Tara, welcome to Permastoke. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you uh, for having me and welcoming me. Right on. Thank you. I'm glad to have you on here. You're the first female guest I've had. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. So we need more representation. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Actually, it's it's pretty cool. I'd say like in general in the in the surfing world, there's definitely a movement towards like women surfers, which is really cool. So what's it like being a female surfer on the Great Lakes? Because for me, I'll, I'll tell you very briefly, I started surfing in Leamington in maybe about 1999 and I was totally by myself. Like it was just me and you know, who's that goofy guy surfing the Great Lakes? He can't surf the Great Lakes, that whole thing. So it, it was me and you know, two or three other friends. So there were no women there. So I don't have any perspective on what that looks like now. So, so what's it like being a female in this you know, Great Lakes surfing scene from the people I've met over the past has been predominantly male oriented, but I'm imagining, you know, 20 years later, that's changed. So what does that look like? Um, you know what, to be honest, it, it, it has definitely changed. I would, I would say, um, with, you know, with, with groups like Lake Surfistas that are really sort of giving, you know, not that they exclude men, but that they kind of give a safe haven for women who are curious about, you know, surfing the Great Lakes and surfing in general, and maybe, you know, maybe they know a guy friend that does the lake surfing nice, um, actually out there and uh, doing it. Um, I would say I've seen a huge rise in interest, and I'm like in the female population um, interested in surfing, and I'm not sure if that's because more women are interested or if because I myself am a woman who's surfing and that I'm attracting you know, that because I'm, I'm out there. Um, I do know when I started, I was alone <laughs> for the most part. Um, yeah, actually. And I pretty much surfed by myself for a good, like year, year and a half before, before I started to meet people through the business actually. And, uh, now I've got quite a cool crew of, of people that I can head out with that actually I'd say is pretty 50, 50. We've definitely got a lot of women, surfers up here and uh we definitely go pretty hard like i know a lot of people will tap out sort of in november but i know me and some of my friends like we're there until it freezes like this year we made it to february which i was really happy with so 
Yeah, um, I would say I would say in general, it's it's really welcoming. Like anytime I'm out there, even if it's it's more men, um, everybody's really nice. Like pretty much all the guys out there are pretty friendly and pretty welcoming and they'll cheer you on and we'll cheer them on and that kind of stuff. Um, the biggest challenge in all honesty is gear. Mm. They make better gear for men than they do for women, like most companies. And I know why there's not a huge market for winter women surfers. So like I wear a guy suit for my six, um, because I just can't find an equivalent in, um, uh, basically just in quality for for women. They all tend to cap them at a five mil when you really need some warm gear, even boots. Like I can't get the Solite boots in my size. <laughs> they, they don't go small enough. Um, so I'd say that's a bit of a challenge, but I do think there's some companies out there like Hyperflex is noticing that there's a, there's a gap to be filled there because there's a lot of women that, that would, I think would push the envelope and would surf those winter waves if they knew that they were going to be warm. Mm. Yeah. So there you go. That's my that's my nutshell. Right on. Yeah, there's a business opportunity there. Yeah, for sure. Female six mil wetsuits. So I mean, surfing and then surfing the Great Lakes, especially, it's so niche. I mean, the community in Canada is fairly small. So I mean, if someone was being a douchebag, it would be pretty apparent. I mean, there's really not much room for that because it's so small already, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, okay, so Tara Coates from, you're from, whereabouts in Ontario? Oh, um, well, I currently live in Lucknow, which is uh, in between King Carden and Goderich um, on the shores of Lake Huron. Um, but originally I'm from like a greater Toronto area, like GTA, Bradford kind of area is, is where I grew up. And then I also spent some time on the East Coast in Halifax. Nice, right on. Oh, I love Halifax. Yeah, I did some tree planting out there. Nice. Yeah. Did you used to surf uh, Martinique Beach in Lawrencetown and stuff? Lawrencetown. Yeah, yeah. nice. Was, yeah. That was my beach. <laughs> right on, yeah. I've been surfing both those spots pretty wicked, yeah. So Brantford. So how does a girl from Brant or a woman from Brantford get into surfing? These are the best questions. Like someone from, you know, out in the country, Ontario, how did you get into surfing? Um, so, well, okay. So I started, so when I moved to Halifax, that's where I started surfing. Um, so I, I did start surfing ocean first. Um, and you know, I went as consistently as possible, but then basically career wise, I was brought back to Ontario. Um, and through, basically through that, I ended up on the shores of Lake Huron. So I was an ocean surfer that like, you know, I like one of those casual ocean surfers, like anytime I went on vacation, I would surf cause I wanted to. And I had no idea you could surf the lakes. Like I, and I grew up here. Like I grew up yeah. in Wasega beach. Like I didn't know that you could surf. Um, and it wasn't until I was in King Carden working on a project that I, I got, I caught wind of, of lake surfing and uh, I was just immediately intrigued. And I basically, learned the hard way. I, uh, figured out when there was waves, I grabbed a board and I threw myself in. Um, and, uh, I think I got like pretty eaten the first day cause it was mm. high winds. Like I shouldn't have gone out. I should have waited for them to back off a little bit. Okay. Um, but yeah, but it was basically my career that brought me to this area, um, that 
led me to lake surfing and I haven't looked back since really. <laughs> right on. So what is yeah. it about what is it about that station beach or Cape Pier that makes the conditions really good there? Oh, I like one well one it's the pier itself. So on on a northwest wind you do get a really really nice um rip current where if you're confident and you know how to handle yourself in a rip current that's a really awesome way to make it out to the back um without having to deal with the constant barrage of waves every five seconds. Yeah. Um, so that is is a big plus. Um, I know a lot of people will just flat out jump off the pier. That works as well. Um, but I, I like paddling out because then I know I can make it out. Um, and so part of it, I think, is that uh, part of it is just the way a northwest wind hits hits station beach it uh it just it just builds beautifully in the north and then just hits it at such a nice angle and you get such a long like build time and the beach itself is pretty level like especially this year the sand really filled in this year so you actually get really nice peelers um so you get a, a much longer ride especially if you're heading right and i think that's partly what makes it so nice um i think part of it is too our water is colder um so i think you're getting a stronger wave just because colder water is more dense colder winds more dense um so i think that's part of it as well like we can build some pretty big waves in the back there um but definitely the pier helps clean it up too like when you got those bigger days the pier will kind of cause it to break and peel. Um, yeah. And I think the water too, like, I think Lake Huron is, it's such a beautiful lake and you're out there and it's just this gorgeous, like aquamarine blue a lot of the time. So I think that is good as well. Yeah. That beats the like brown dirt algae that I might've may or may not have surfed in for a long time. So that Northwest wind, I mean, really that northwest wind there's a there's a whole coast there so i would think there's other good spots but there is. is it like um uh Sabo beach and things like that are the conditions less there because of the, the 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 landscape or because i know it's like a stone bottom the further you go isn't it yeah the Rock further bottom, you yeah. oh it it starts to get more and more rocky um i know i know bayfield works really well on a northwest um you know what, like that whole coast, there's spots depending on the bottom, like depending on the sand, um, bars that are there will, will produce some pretty nice waves. Um, now Sobble, I, I have to say, I haven't actually surfed it myself. Um, but I've heard it's, it's a little messier than station. I've heard station gets a little cleaner. Okay. Um, the waves look huge at station. Is that the exception or is that the norm? Like, cause the pictures just look fantastic. Um, in the fall, in the winter, that's the norm. Yeah, like the wow. summer, they can get pretty small. Like, like, like all the lakes get really small. But one, when, when we get, when we get that, like, like anything North to Northwest oil well, and West can produce a really gnarly I would wave. Think so, yeah. Insane. But you can't get out. Like that's the problem. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they just build really, really nice. I think that also has to do with the depth of Huron. Like we have a lot of water, like Erie's really shallow, mm -hmm. um, but Huron's got a lot of water. Um, like, and you can see some pretty huge waves out in the back that you can't even reach that I think would be monsters if you had a jet ski. 
Right on. Well, (laughs) I saw you posted some uh, surfing etiquette during COVID times. So how is COVID affecting your shop and and the surface here so far? COVID was, uh, I think for everybody, was not fun. Um, It, uh, so, I mean, we had to fully close. So that was, as far as the retail side of the business goes, that was really, really hard and scary and nerve wracking. Um, but on the, on the plus side, it definitely, uh, launched us to, uh, do our online store. So we now have a fully functional online store, which, which we, we should have done a while ago. So that is a plus. Um, so I mean, when the, when the beach was closed, I think that was hard on a lot of local surfers. Um, cause water's kind of a part of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, now, luckily when it opened, to be honest, I, I saw nothing but really respectful behavior out there. Um, I, I know some people traveled to our beach that maybe shouldn't have, but I also noticed that everybody kept their distance. So for the most part, I haven't seen crowding. Um, we can get very packed at that beach um, in the summer, if we get a summer swell, um, yeah. I think uh, maybe 20 people out there, um, but everybody spread out really well. So for the most part, I, I, I've seen nothing but people kind of keeping their distance. I don't think anybody is interested in making anyone else sick. Right. Um, so I'd say as a community, we really did well. Yeah. So today is June 18th. So are things kind of simmering down there and going back to some semi-normal or... Yes, uh, for sure. Both stores are now open, which is great, obviously with increased um, sanitization protocols. Um, And we also are allowed to gather up to 10 people now. We've moved into phase two in this area. So the really great thing about that is I'm now comfortable to start our rentals. So we we are, we do have surf and stand up paddleboard rentals. um, And then I'm just every time I get a board back, I just make sure I wipe it down and I try not to rent that board out again that day. Um, yeah. So I've been doing my best to negate that. Um, and I've definitely seen, well, since gyms are closed and all the indoor activities are closed, I am seeing a huge interest in surfing and stand up paddle boarding because it's a great way to do something. (laughs) Yeah, really. Yeah. I'm finding for sub rentals or, uh, lessons anyhow, that the boards aren't bad to clean, but man, like PFBs and whistles and everything has to be wiped out. Yeah. Okay. So how, tell me about uh, Surf's Up Eco Shop and how this place came to be. Sure. Um, okay. So that kind of ties into my surf journey. Um, so when I did discover that you could surf freshwater, I was unbelievably elated. And uh, I went searching for a rental because any place I've ever gone to surf has rentals and I couldn't rent a surfboard. Um, and so that sort of made me realize, okay, there's, there's a need here that's not being filled. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's when I decided to, um, launch full fledged into surfs up. Um, I've always wanted to run my own business. Um, the career I was in was, was great. It was a job, but it was never like a passion. Um, and I'm very passionate about the water. I love being active. Um, surfing is definitely my life. And it just seemed like a really good fit and a really good opportunity. So basically, I just jumped in. And uh, here so what we year are. was that? 
Oh, I was a I was a wind turbine technician. Oh no! Oh yeah, actually, I read that you're wind turbine and an actress, aren't you? Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I went to school for. <laughs> wow! Right on. Actress turned wind turbine expert yeah. turned surf Business store owner. owner. Yeah, nice. surf store owner. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely into a lot of things, I'd say. <laughs> wow, yeah, you need to get those winter. You know, I remember back in the day, they wanted to put wind turbines in Lake Erie and our town hall. Like, we stormed town hall for them not to do that because the, the zoning would have screwed everything up and, and surfing especially. But, you know, maybe they need to, you know, maybe it would have been different if they put it lower and just be, like, creating surf all the time for us. <laughs> Turn them into motors and we'll just get them going. We'll just rewire them and like that'd be oh, funny. really? Yeah. So what year was that that you launched Surf's Up? Or is it wait a minute, is it Surf's Up or Surf Sup? Uh both. Okay. <laughs> so that was <laughs> very like, sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> so um like a yeah, it, it it's it's surf's up, but surf's up. It's both. Um because because as you know, we're a lake. And the surf is not always up. And when the surf is not up, you gotta stop. So right, that's yeah. why I that name. Um, yeah, so we, we launched in July of 2017. Um, and uh, it was amazing. It's definitely, this has definitely been the best thing I've ever done with my life. Um, yeah, and we here we are still going strong in 2020. And we did open our second location last year in Goderich. Wow, exciting. When you launched, were you the only shop at the time? Because I know now there's West Shore as well, right? Yes, West Shore was there, but they didn't um, do any of the surf piece. So they did some stand-up paddleboard rentals, but uh, and they mostly are a, a lake lifestyle um, okay. shop. So I knew that I was going to go very hard in the surf direction. Um, and that there would be room for the both of us, um, as well, as far as, uh, all of my apparel goes, it's all eco-friendly. So it's all lines that they don't care. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about the whole eco side of things. That's something else I was curious about. Oh, for sure. Um, well, I think partly being, you know, a, a winter turbine technician that obviously kind of makes you just more aware of different, any you know, sources and natural sources that we can use. And I think like, I've always been an outdoor girl from, from surfing to hiking to um, rock climbing to all the things I like to do outside. So I've always been more environmentally friendly. Um, I think than the world has been mm -hmm. concerned with, but I'd say that fueled me to go in that direction. Plus, you know, with, with four ocean movements and, and with all of the, social media access we have and we now see just how bad certain areas are. I think it's getting more and more important to support companies that are actively doing things to make our world be better, whether it's simply making sure that their footprint is really small or that they're using recycled materials um, or that they're cutting down on their fossil fuel consumption um, and that they're ethical as well. So we're really big on that. We really try to support companies that are fair trade certified um, and things like that. So that's why we took the shop in that direction. And it's definitely led me to some really cool brands that are doing amazing things, even with wetsuits, because wetsuits are awful. Um, so there's, there's a couple brands we have that have these eco-friendly suits that I love. Um, so it's really cool to find these companies that are doing 
gear as well because gear is hard. Mm. It's easy to get eco-friendly clothing. It is hard to find eco-friendly gear. Wow, yeah, I believe it. I love that. Mm. I love that that angle you have going. I also look forward to the day, though, that we don't have to jam that word in there, you know, like that it's just assumed. Because, I mean, it's just not sustainable the way we're going. If we don't change, like, we're euchred. Like, we have oh, yeah. to be shifting this way. I agree. And the crazy thing is we, we have the ability to do it. Like, every company can do it. Every there, There's a solution to everything. You can reuse. You can, like recycle, you can, um, make better quality stuff. So it never dies. Like, um, the Vibram five fingered shoes, those shoes don't die. Like you buy a pair and 10 years later, that thing's still good. So even that kind of stuff, which I understand economically, they don't like, cause then, you know, you're only buying one shoe every 10 years, but how much money do you really need? Like, Yeah. Yeah. You might not be wearing it in two years from now and, and you sort of disassociate yourself with it. But like you're saying, that's rotting in a landfill somewhere very yeah. slowly. Yeah. Very, very slowly. Wow. Wow. Very cool. So what was the progression like then from opening up in King Carden, figuring things out? Because you told me before that the, the first two years were pretty tough. I think you were working somewhere else still. So so, and then now you have a second location. So something must have, you know, went really well somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, so I knew, I knew when I opened up the store, um, since I don't, you know, have a degree in business um, and I, ha- I do have retail experience, but not necessarily a, a ton. Um, so since I knew I was opening up a business, I wasn't necessarily super prepared for. Um, I knew the responsible thing was to stay working. Um, because especially the first year of business year, you just got to survive. Like you're not, you don't make any money. Um, so to, to be responsible for myself and, and for this investment and for this venture, I stayed working uh, full time for the first two years. Wow. It was a lot of juggling. Um, and, uh, basically I just, I was able to do a lot of work. I just, I just worked all the time. That was pretty much what I did for the first two years. Were you running the um, store during the day and, and working somewhere else at night? I actually, because I'm a small business owner, um, I hired my mom as my store manager. Wow. <laughs> and so she <laughs> stored during the week and then I would come in on the weekends um, in the summer. Luckily, my job, I ended at 3 p.m. So I could still do things at night. I could still run sunset paddles. I could still teach lessons. I could do things like that. Um, I could be in the store. Um, so it, it was, it was a lot. Um, but eventually that did allow the business to grow enough that I was able to leave the wind turbine thing. And now I am full-time shop. Um, and the Goderich location was just a really good opportunity. And that's why I sort of jumped on that. It was a little sooner than I would have expanded. Um, but, uh, I was able to sort of collaborate with another individual who wanted to see Surf's Up move to Goderich. And so the two of us were able to kind of open this up. Um, and it ended up being a really, really good move. Because it, it, the King Carton store is quite small, actually. So it's, oh. so we're in Goderich right now. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. The, the King Carton store is about 800 square feet. It's quite small. Whereas Goderich, I'm, I think I'm at uh, two, like 2,000, almost 3,000 square feet here. So it really allowed us to kind of broaden out and uh, bring in more product. 
just blows my mind that there's surf shops in Ontario now. Like, I wish, you know, like when I started surfing, it was just, it was totally different. Like, I just can't believe it. It's, it makes me so happy to see other, that there's other people like me. There's other people out there surfing the lakes. I, I read an article you wrote and uh, you mentioned something about, you know, Great Lakes surfers referring to themselves as kooks and we're okay with that. Yeah, like it, it's not an ego thing. It's like we're totally cool with admitting that, yeah, it's just a lake. But hey, like they produce some pretty rad waves, whether you believe it or not. No, for sure. And I mean, like, I think like we, uh, it's um, Arulian who's who they call Frenchie. You know, he, he kind of said it best, like we surf in the storm because we have to. Like yeah. it's the craziest thing we do. Like we surf when it's blown out. We surf in snow squalls. Like we surf in rain. Um, you know, ocean surfers would, would like probably not surf in those conditions, yeah, but yeah. That's, what, that's what we get. Um, but I think we're also, ex- I think we realize how lucky we are though, that we, we're not on the coast. We're not on an ocean, but we still get to surf. Yeah, like, absolutely. That, amazing like you couldn't it, 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 like yeah i just i think we also all realize and maybe that's what bonds us so well together is we we realize how ridiculous it is but how amazing and lucky we are at the same time mm-hmm. yeah and i love the the fusion of it you know it's like japanese fusion food you know fused with english or something i love that with the surfing the great lakes like this you know it's uh, driving through the country to get from town to town going on the 401 big box stores fields you know this kind of life factories and then hey let's go surfing yeah it's just yeah. so wild yeah it, no, it really is. So when you like, cause I've, I've heard of you famed people that have been surfing the lakes for lucky people that got to surf forever. Um, but I heard like when you guys were sort of first out there, like forecasting was borderline impossible. Um, boards were almost impossible to get. Like, what was that like? Yeah. So for myself, like I, I've told other people, I'm, I consider myself like really a soul surfer, you know, I'm into the, the feeling, the vibe. I lived close to the lake. I could put my ear out the window. I'm not the expert, you know, weather forecaster person. I wish I'm, I'm working on that. I don't have those kind of skills quite yet. Um, so I know some guys, you know, they had these radios and things like that. I've heard uh, some different people talk about them, but really, it was, there was a book. Have you ever seen the book Surfing the Great Lakes? Yeah. Yeah. So I remember that book existed and in there, there was a statistic that said there's something like 500 surfers on the Great Lakes. And so I knew in my town, I was like, you know, one of three and a half. And after that, I mean, if I had, you know, I was pretty young at the time, so I wasn't, you know, up on driving here and there. If I had been driving up to Lake Huron and, and Ontario, I might have met some more people in the crowd, but I was just locked into my break at home and and doing that. And it was really uh, guys from Michigan that would come over. That's when I felt like I was part of something bigger. Yeah. There was a few guys that would come over. Um, Emilio Marino is one of them. Uh, Paul Kevlin, Dean Williams. These are all Michigan guys that would come over. And so I got my first board through Dean and his company at the time was called Up North Surfboards or, or Up North Longboard, something like that. 
anyway, it was pretty rad. It was pretty like very pioneer, very, you know, rough stuff back then, um, which led me in 2008 to, uh, I'd been living in Toronto from 07 to 08. And I was just like, the city life was way too much for me being from a small town. So anyhow, came to Vancouver, still a city, but a very different vibe from Toronto, much more, uh, a much better kind of segue for me into city life, I guess you'd say. So now I've been surfing the ocean for the past 12 years. You know, I get out to Tofino whenever I can. I go to Westport, Washington. I go to Cannon Beach, Oregon. These are the places I frequent. But in that time, you know, I remember when I left, I think there was a, a place called in Toronto called The Boardroom. They existed. Mm -hmm. I think Surf Ontario may have just been beginning around that time. I'm not sure. But really, it was not what it is today. And so yeah. now I've just been on, been in these Facebook groups and on the internet and just seeing it exploding, like, you know, all these different shops opening up. I'm just, I can't believe it. I'm like, wow, okay, I'm, a, I'm part of something bigger than I ever thought. And now I'm looking to really reconnect with, with all you guys who've sort of taken it over and are doing it. And I'm ready to kind of come back and catch up and see what's been going on. That's awesome. Oh man. Yeah. It must be. I mean, do you think you'll miss the ocean? Like the, I mean, don't, I love my lake waves. I do, but the ocean is, I mean, I will absolutely really. miss the ocean and Tofino in general. I just love yeah. that town. It is, it is something special there. Whenever I go there, you know, you're just, it's just forest everywhere and the oceans, you know, across the street. It's just, it feels so magical there. Like it's so Canadian. It's everything I want Canada to be, you know, like just being in the woods, having some surf, some mountains nearby. It's gorgeous. But yeah. the deterrent is these horrible uh, house prices in Vancouver are extremely unsustainable. I yeah. mean, you know, back home, these wartime homes you can buy for like 125 grand or something like that. I mean, out here, those things are half a million at least, or if not more. So it's just crazy. And and from what I'm told about Tofino, the prices are pretty high there too. Mm -hmm. I would suck it up and live there anyhow because I love it so much, but all our family's back home and, and you know, my wife really is yearning to get back to that as well. And, you know, and with the thought of having children and stuff, we want to be near the family. So but to be honest with you, as much as I'm going to miss the ocean, I will probably get more surf opportunity living on the lakes than I do here. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like $100, $200 in ferry fees to bring your car there and back, you know, all the gas. And you gotta, you're either camping or paying for a hotel, which aren't cheap over there. So it's quite an endeavor just to do. Yeah. yeah. And then ever since Trump's been in office, my travels to the States have been, I put myself on a self-imposed travel ban. When they, when they ban Muslims from entering the country, I ban myself, you know, even though I'm not a Muslim, I just want to, want to represent, want to support. Yeah. yeah. So as soon as he's out of there, I'm ready to get back and, and go to some of those American spots again. Yeah. yeah. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Yeah, yeah. 
No, that is, that is fair. Actually, it's funny. Um, one of the girls I surf with, she's from BC originally. She's here now. And she said the same thing. She's gotten more surf in this area than she was. Same thing. She just couldn't get to Tofino. Like it wasn't, it was just, it was just hard to get there. So she didn't get there as often as she'd like. And here she is in Ontario on a lake getting yeah. more surf than her, her sort of BC life let her get. Yeah. And see, when I lived in Leamington on Lake Erie, the surf there is very limited. I mean, I was limited to winds from the Southwest, right? So for, for you guys, you know, the idea that you can surf on more than just one wind direction is like amazing. So that's why I'm, I'm looking at getting somewhere like that. And I like what you mentioned too, is in that area, you can also make your way up to Georgian Bay or Lake Ontario or Lake Erie. You're sort of in more of a central spot to, to make the drive. For sure. No, I, I do know like, you are, you are correct up here. We're pretty lucky. Um, I mean the waves, you, you can't be picky, you know, like you, you, like I go out and I surf the Southwest. It's a mess. Mm. Um, but I do it cause I love it. Um, but I do know the, the surfers that I know that get the most surf they're they're kind of in between all three and they're able to, to travel as much as their life allows. And they definitely get more clean waves than, than most. Yeah. See, I like that idea, but at the same time, at the end of the day, when I kick my feet up at home, I want to be close to the water and not in the, not middle. In the middle. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of got to choose one and then just drive the rest. Um, so what are the ne- what's next for Surf's Up Eco Shop? Where are you guys headed? Great question. Um, well, to be honest, um, because of COVID right now, it's it's more about sort of maximizing what we can this year. Um, but uh, but ultimately, what I'd love to to expand into is more um, more sort of adventure based packages. Like I, I'd love to start building. I mean, obviously, our waves are so hard to predict, but in, in the fall, you definitely increase your percentage of hitting the waves. And I'd love to start getting into more, you know, having people be able to come to our area in the fall for a weekend and they get to surf and sup. And then, you know, obviously visit all the other, um, businesses that are in, in the towns on this area, because yes, this area is amazing in the summer, but it's also amazing in the Ball. And there's lots to do. Um, so I'd love to start pushing more, uh, more sort of like travel type packages for, for people who are visiting this area and, and to help support tourism for more than just the two month window that most people flock. Yeah. I love that smell of the leaves in September. And that's when I know, okay, summer was awesome, but now the surfing really I, begins. Yeah. It's going to September. Oh man. Fall's my favorite. Cause it's still warm. <laughs> Like yeah, yeah. Great waves and you're not freezing, which is yeah. good. Back home I would smell it was the Heinz ketchup factory was there. You could smell those tomatoes and that vinegar and ketchup and you just knew you knew good things were upon you. Yeah, that's awesome. So here I am. I'm I'm living out here in Vancouver and I, like I said, I'm interested in getting back to meet all my new friends and and hopefully do my own thing there. So I'm starting this this brand, Freshwater Surf Goods, kind of using it as a platform to put myself out there a little bit. Um, you know, growing up, my name is spelt D-E-R-I-K, which is a very odd spelling. 
So as a kid, I, I was always frustrated, you know, and you'd go to Cedar Point or you'd go on vacation and I could never get the magnet or the keychain with my name spelt properly. And so I think I developed a bit of a complex, like not feeling like, you know, I, yeah, like I belong. So really my idea with this Freshwater Circuit brand is, you know, with there being a lot of stores and everything popping up, I think that's great. But I still notice like people are selling the Quicksilver and the Billabong and whatnot. So my goal with freshwater surf kids is I want to create something that the that the freshwater surfers can really identify with. And so for me, a lot of that I have a lot of ideas, you know, sort of fusing the cultures together, obviously, you know, Hawaiian culture, SoCal culture, things like that. And I want to really make some really cool Great Lakes designs that um that, that gets some pride across. And so with that, I've launched this podcast as a way to also not just ask for something, but to give something, right? I want to make sure I'm providing some kind of service. So the launch is going to be very humble. I only have, you know, one t-shirt design so far, but I'm also, you know, I am doing sub lessons and things like that here. But with all that being said, I want to go home and I want to, you know, open up somewhere. What is your advice to uh, to someone like me wanting to do his own thing on the Great Lakes, wanting to open up a storefront of some kind? The do's and don'ts. The do's and don'ts. Um, okay, perfect. Uh, well, one, you should do it. I, I, I am such – nothing has taught me more about life than running my own business. Mm. Um, you know, it, it is – it is a it is a different world and it is full of possibility. Um, so I, I am all for anyone who has that entrepreneurial spirit. I I I, I think you should do it. I encourage it, um, especially if you know you're someone who can't who doesn't necessarily like um, working for someone else. Like you 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 know if you're that personality. Yeah, no, I'm tired of that. I'm I'm ready to be free. Yeah. Um, so. I, so, so right off the bat, I'm always, my gut instinct is you should do it. You should do it. Whatever it is, do it. Um, uh, the, the other piece is definitely do your best to run numbers. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, as far as business is concerned, it is math. Um, but don't, and, and try not to listen too much to other people. Um, because take advice. Absolutely. Um, but know that like as, as with a business mind, you, you see an opportunity that other people probably don't, um, and they probably can't understand the potential of it. So if you, if you see something and you know, there's potential there, like trust that, Mm -hmm. but definitely do your homework in, you know, do, do your, your profit projections, like make sure you do as much market research as possible. Um, definitely take a look at the other competitors in the area. How are you going to differentiate? Um, make sure you understand if you do plan on opening storefront rent is a killer. Um, so very careful about that. Rent is, is less fun. Um, you know, we live in a world, especially if you're, you're going to be such a niche brand, we live in a world where you can operate exclusively online to start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. It is amazing. Like I can't get over how easy we've made setting up an online store. Um, and and it's all free and you like, whether you have experience or not, as long as you're a little 
you know, you, you can work a tablet, you can set up an online store. It's, yeah. it's incredible, incredible. I'm, I'm blown away by it and fascinated by how much I can do. Um, so, you know, even starting kind of online and then if it blows up, you can then start looking at storefront. I know Ventenna did that because they didn't have a storefront for a very long time. And now they have what I'm assuming is probably one of the most gorgeous stores imaginable. Um, so yeah. And then as far as location goes, I guess it'd be a combination. I mean, you're, you're thinking about raising a family. So it'd have to be a combination of where do you want to raise a family mm-hmm. and where's their opportunity? Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I do like the idea of being more up by where you are because I've already done the, the Toronto thing and, you know, everything more over to the East. It's getting busier and hectic. I, I want to get away from that. Um, I really like the idea of being somewhere you know, concurred into Owen Sound or even further up in the Bruce Peninsula if there was opportunity. I mean, I would love to just be kind of more isolated like that, but it'd be hard to, I understand, it'd probably be harder to get business yeah. at your business there, unfortunately. But yeah, and there, there's a few people in the area already in different places like yourself and then in Sobel Beach and things. But that's kind of where my heart is kind of wanting to go more up Sobel or Owen Sound, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think like one thing you have going for you is if, if you're sticking with your own brand, then you're not in direct competition with anyone. Mm. So, so that is a plus. Um, and I guess like the, the one thing, the, the biggest thing about this area is from September to April, <laughs> it's kind of a fight. Um, you really won't see like a lot of traffic until spring, summer, yeah. a little bit in the fall, but it, it, it does. But if you, if you're aware of that, you can plan for it. Um, you also need to be very okay with running yourself ragged through the summer months. Mm. Um, kind of like a farming, right? You know, you have yeah, to, yeah. you have to do all the work when it's there and then you realize later on you can recoup some of that time. Um, when it gets slow, that's when, you know, that's a good time to plan vacations or breaks or, or that kind of stuff. But when it's, when it's going, my recommendation is to make sure you're ready for those yeah. days. So, so where does the money come from? Does the money come from sales or is the money in rentals and, and experiences or? Um, in the summer, it's probably a 60, 40 split, 60 being sales of goods hmm. and 40 being rentals, programs, all that kind of stuff. Um, but in the fall, it, it, it lends, it's more 70, 30, cause uh, everyone associates surfing with the summer Yeah, um, and you have to break their hearts and be like, actually it's flat yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come back in September. But um, if you get people eventually as more and more surfers are produced, hopefully you'll be tending more to the surfers in the fall and, and more of an emphasis on stuff in the summer, right? Absolutely. And that's, that's what I do try to push. Like we keep our rentals going until it freezes. I've, I have had some crazy people who are like, Oh, I want to surf in the winter. I'm like, great. Here's a five mil. Good luck. Um, 
And <laughs> um, so I, I definitely, I like encourage people to kind of check that off their bucket list. Cause it, I mean, the waves are good when it's cold. Yeah. Um, another thing too, that I'm really pretty passionate about actually is um, giving access to the waves to locals. Um, believe it or not, there was definitely like a good crew already up here, but the majority of the town and the kids um, don't surf. Yeah. And, and that always boggled my mind. Um, and I think it's just because they didn't really have clear access to it. And, and I'm starting to provide that. Like I, I, I've had now good like four or five teens that have gotten all the stuff this year. And I'm so stoked for them because you should, like it's right there in your backyard. Like you, you have access to this amazing thing that you've uh. never, you know, and they rented first and I, and I've, and I talked to the parents and I make sure I give lessons to you. Like I make sure everybody is safe. Cause I want everyone to be very educated on like what a rip current is and when it's too heavy and that kind of stuff. I want everyone out there to be safe, but I also want them out there. Like, yeah. especially, especially the people that live in this area. And I find that that's now starting to grow. So I have a lot more locals taking lessons and asking about gear and I'm helping them get suited. And, um, I'm definitely seeing more and more of, of, of people that live here taking advantage of this amazing thing that we have. Um, amazing, yeah. Yeah, right. Like, and I guess technically I'm not a local to this area. So I think that's maybe why I'm so enamored with it. Cause like, I'm like, you don't realize what you have. Like you can literally go walk out there right now and surf. Like that's yeah. like, ah, oh, that's the dream. Um, so that, uh, that helps too. So, you know, where, wherever you do set up, um, I highly, inc- well, I think it sounds like you'd do that anyways, but like if you, if you start to build a community and give access to this amazing thing that happens to people that live in the area, um, you know, not only is that a sustainable business practice, it's, it's kind of, it's what we do, right? Like we spread the stoke, like mm-hmm. there's enough for everybody. Um, yeah, absolutely. You no. Know, and I, and I just, yeah, it always like like when I started, like I always surfed alone and I just couldn't believe. I'm like, where are the teams? Like I'm like, where are like where like how are they not out here? And mm-hmm. yeah, it always kind of amazed me that there wasn't everybody out. Um yeah. but I think it's just because there just wasn't well, I I mean lake surfing in general, people didn't really overly believe, but then yeah. you start seeing more and more pictures and you see social media and you know, these surf shops are doing lessons and making sure everyone's entering it safely. And, and I think that's really starting to show people like, no, 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 this is real. This is something we can all do. It's not just crazy people. It's, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it isn't like, it's not these insane people. Like we all can enjoy these waves. Yeah. You're making me remember back those, back to those early days. Again, you're asking me about what that surf culture looked like. Yeah. My first wetsuit was a diving wetsuit, you know, like this two-piece kind of Farmer John, you know, bear wetsuit. I didn't know any better, whatever it worked. And yeah. uh, I remember when my I had a board that got damaged quite badly and I needed to get it fixed. You know, I had to take it to a sailboat repair shop, oh. you know, so that's just you know you say oh i have a surfboard like no one's prepared for that in southwestern ontario at that time anyhow yeah it's pretty well so with the surf lessons how did you 
you know, get into that? Did you do any ISA training or anything, or is it just from your own experience? You've developed a curriculum or? Yeah. Um, from, from my own experience. So I, I have a long standing history with water. Um, I used to, I actually used to, in my teens, I used to race, uh, kayaking, um, the sprint kayakers. So I did that. And then from there I was a sprint kayaking coach to youth. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so I've basically been working kind of in and around water and I've been, you know, CPR certified for as long as I can remember. Um, and I also have my bronze cross. Um, I was kind of a water kid. Um, I just got that last, uh, December. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little different doing it at 38, you know, with a bunch of 14 year olds, but Either way, I yeah, I feel like I'm prepared in any kind of situation now when I'm out in the water with clients. Yeah, it's it's a really good one to have. Um, so so from that so from teaching sort of the the kids and always working at a camp and always teaching the water activities. Um, from being my CPR certified and my Bronze Cross, um, and then just my own personal experience in and around the waves. Um, I decided to offer lessons because I didn't want to do rentals without lessons. I think it's like, I know that I know more than that new person over there. Like I know that, like I may not be a professionally certified surfer. Like I can't, you know, teach you how to do an aerial, but I I can make sure that you can get out there. You can catch waves, you can pop, you can, um, and that you can surf safely. Um, And I've taken a lot of lessons. Like anytime I went to, you know, um, I've surfed in a few spots around the world and I, anytime I was there, I took lessons. So I used my experience from those lessons, my own personal experience to build an intro lesson. Um, because I just want to make sure that people are safe, um, and that they know what they're doing and that they catch waves. Like it, like if you're in the wrong position on a board, like you're not going to catch and like that sucks. So I, I, that's why I chose to give lessons and I will continue to do that. Um, Unfortunately, getting certified as a surf instructor in Ontario is difficult. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed. And to get the ISA training, like you got to be a pretty good surfer, you know, doing cutbacks and all these things. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, is it on my list to accomplish? Absolutely. Yeah. I know it's offered in Tofino. It is something I would like to start. It's just a matter of finding the opportunity to go out there and and start. Um, start getting the certifications until then I'm going to maintain my um, CPR and my water safety courses and what I know about lake surfing. Um, just are, to, you, uh, in, are you a member of Powell Canada at all? No, I took, um, I took the, oh my goodness, the world paddle association. I am a world paddle association certified instructor. I took that course with sup girls. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm certified with them for stand-up paddleboarding. Um, yeah, I, I didn't end up going the Canada paddle route um, just because, to be honest, I didn't have the time mm. to go through that many levels. Yeah. Um, so I've, I, I have that, though, the WPA. Um, what I'd like to do, though, is now that International Surfing Association is you know, the official Olympic governing body, I want to get all my certifications yeah. under that. I'm with you. Let me know how that goes or, you know, I'd love to, I want to, I want to hit that up eventually as well. I have the, I'm certified through Paddle Canada to teach SUP surfing. So that's, 
you know, pretty close. So that's been really helpful. And I think that'll go over well. How is subsurfing received on, on Lake Huron? Um, no, you know what? There's way more subsurfers on a lake than you'd ever seen an ocean. Yeah. Um, and I get why it's, it, it, to be fair, like, especially, you know, if you're investing in all the gear to have a board that does both is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, you can get some pretty small subs that you can still balance on pretty well that handle very well in the lake. Um, so no, uh, there's definitely more surfers than subsurfers out there at any given time. Um, for the most part, I think subsurfers are pretty good about, um, you know, sharing the waves because obviously they're a lot faster and they can catch the waves a lot sooner. Um, so, but for the most part, I've seen them sort of res- like respect and, and wait in the lineup kind of like they should. Um, but yeah, but it's definitely, it's, I mean, I, there's definitely more subsurfers in the lake than I've ever seen. Yeah, I love the simplicity of just being out there with my surfboard, but then at the same time, like there's other days where you just don't want to paddle or really exert yourself, like subsurfing is where it's at. I mean, I can get out way further, way quicker. At the end of the day, I can go again. Like it's, it's pretty revolutionary in a way, actually. And I'm quite curious to see it now on the lakes, especially because especially some of the small mushy days, I'm thinking with the great big stuff, like you might have more opportunity. Oh yeah. My favorite is like, we'll get days where, you know, the wind's not high, but it's been blowing for a long time. And we'll get these really beautiful rollers. Like they're not breaking, but they've got some height. And with a subsurf, you can catch them like a surfboard. Never, you'd never catch it. But with a subsurf, you can actually get on it and and get a bit of a ride. So in the summer, to be honest, subsurfing is isn't a bad thing to learn how to do because um, yeah. you'll definitely get more opportunity to ride a wave than than if you're just trying with your arms. Like you, <laughs> you yeah. just never, you'll never get it. Yeah. So hey, when you're not surfing and you're not fixing wind turbines, what else are you stoked about? Oh, um, well, I mean, you know, to be honest, uh, building surfs up. So like, I, I am very stoked on my business. I, I love it. I love being a business owner. I love all the opportunity it presents. I love thinking of new ideas and new avenues, new like programs and, and all that stuff. So I'm definitely like a, like, I really love that. Um, I also, uh, I really like renovating. So I, um, live in a church, um, with my husband and we, we, we're renovating it. So that's really fun. I spend a lot of, um, it's pretty cool. Um, so I really enjoy doing that kind of stuff. Um, you get like, get a short board and a long board and just like put it up where the cross used to be. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing it. (laughs) Temple of the surf. Pray for surf. That's awesome. I should do that. I I, I totally could too. <laughs> That's pretty like rad. Yeah, well, you um, know, it's it's amazing. You've only been around three years, but your name comes up in conversation quite easily now. Like Surf's Up Eco Shop, you know, it's I've seen the shout outs and I think it's fairly well known. So you must be doing something or multiple things, correct? Awesome. Well, I, I thank you. I, I'm really I really love it. So I think that helps a lot. And I really 
like I've been trying to find a way to describe like everything that we do and, and like, like really, you know, like spread the stoke. Like that is, I think the ultimate mission of surf's up, whether it's spreading the stoke about paddle boarding or the shirt that you just bought or the surfboard or the lesson, or even just the experience, the one-time bucket list experience. Like it's just about like just spreading that, that stoke. Um, uh, yeah. 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 My elevator pitch for my business, I feel is pretty brutal. Like, you know, when I tell people about it, it's like surfing on the lake. I mean, it's, you know, the whole ordeal. So just to see you sitting there with boards behind you and, and board shorts and things, it's real. Like, it can really happen. It's a real thing. So I congratulate you for that. I'm super stoked that you're doing this. And and just seeing how vibrant and excited you are about it makes me happy because I am starting with the online route. I feel like that's a very safe thing to do i can still work full-time and whatnot but at the end of the day you're still working for someone else and i love the idea of just being absorbed in what you love day in day out and you have to admit like even when you were working full-time sometimes in your evenings your work was taking people on a tour or a lesson so that's pretty wicked work oh yeah no i didn't really feel like i was tired but i was like happy tired yeah and then when you're doing retail, you're probably just talking about how much you love surfing and what things are used for. And yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, my favorite is when people come in and they're like, they see the surfboards and they're like, no. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, no. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's real. Like, let me show you pictures. Like. <laughs> so what brands do you carry for boards? Ooh, um, so for surfboards, we, uh, we are under global surf industries. So we've got, uh, moderns are probably some of my favorite for the lake. They, they are great beginner boards. They're high volume, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the moderns do really, really well. They've got good shapes too. Like they're plainy, you know, nice, happy nose. Like it's, I, I like the moderns a lot. Um, we uh so oh as as far as performance boards go i definitely have a uh, soft spot for hayden shapes the hypto crypto i really like that board because it is a bit higher volume so again for for transitioning from a fun board to something more short it performs very nicely in the lake um you just you just catch a lot um so yeah no we have uh so modern hayden shapes uh waldens we just got waldens in i love those too again you're getting that high volume it you can ride a really tight well you know you can ride a baby board in the lake but ultimately especially if you're starting i I always push people towards a higher volume like increase your catch count and and make sure you can catch on days that are not great because you want to be out there and not catching um so yeah, so we have them. Um, we just got NSP, um, which is pretty awesome. I think it's going to be a good durable board. I like that. Um, we've got some catch surfs coming in, so I'm excited about those because we were well, we are carrying um, Naraloos, which are is a great foamy, okay. solid. Use them in our rental fleet. They they last. They're pretty for a foamy. They're pretty maneuverable, which is nice. Um, We've got, oh, for SUP surfs, you'll be interested in this. We have Tom Carroll's. Nice. They are gorgeous. Um, and I, like, brilliant design. Like, I've never seen, like, any of the, any of the other SUP surfs that we have don't do what he does. Yeah. With, wow. They're unreal. Um, so those are pretty sweet. Um, and then paddleboard-wise, we've got uh, Adventure Paddleboards, Kahuna's, 
uh, WAPA, which is our eco-friendly line, Canadian. I like okay. his word. Um, we just hooked up with Bow Lake, who's another Canadian company, which is great. Um, we have some hand-shaped wooden surfboards from Aeon Surf, who's in Nova Scotia. Amazing. Um, yeah, and then we also have LibTex as well because they do have a more eco-friendly technology. And we're getting the Coco Flax ones from SurfTech, which I'm excited about because again, they're they're going they're trying to go in a more eco-friendly way, which is nice. Good. Nice. A lot of boards. <laughs> right on! Wow, good options. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got a lot. Yeah, you got, you got prices, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually shaping my own board right now, which is a pretty cool experience. I'm making one for my wife. Yeah, I'm making her a mini Malibu. And um, sort of a new appreciation for the boards. And out here in Vancouver, the, the shaper I'm with now, um, it's called Hidden Village Surf Craft and Design, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um Pretty small operation right now, but he's doing great work. And before he was there, it, there was a place called Shaper. And so you could pay a membership fee, come and learn how to shape boards and use the garage whenever you want. So I'd really like, I'm, I'm really curious to keep learning how to shape boards a little bit. And that could be a cool business angle, I think, having a, I don't know if there's necessarily money to be made in making the boards, but in an educational component, like doing courses, like coming and building your own surfboard sort of a thing, I think it'd be pretty cool. I think a lot of people would want to do that. I think a lot of people would want to do that too. I think I'd do that. I think that'd be a yeah. lot of fun. Like it'd be very cool to do just to see, like you said, what goes into it. Cause it's, I know it's 10 times harder than you think. Yeah. And you know, right now as we build it and we're planing up near the nose and whatnot, you know, when you're when you're planing the sides, it's it, it, it keeps the same uh, thickness fairly well. But then when you go up to the nose and you're you're doing your concaves and your contours, you're just kind of digging in this spot. And for me, sort of my OCD and and things or perfectionism is going. You know, why are we measuring this? Like, how do we know it's exactly this on this side as the other? And the fact is you don't, it's, it's an art, it's a, it's a feeling thing and you see it. And of course there's checks and balances and you do measure here and there, but, but generally it's very artistic. And so it's really a cool process anyhow. So, Hey, as we wrap up here, do you have anything uh, that you want to say to the, to the listeners or anywhere people can connect with you or see what's going on? Yeah, for sure. Uh, just one for all of you who are listening. Thanks so much. Um, and two, if anyone you know is interested in in, in trying out uh, freshwater surfing, we love to get people on the water. We do obviously have our rentals and our lessons, and I do highly recommend a lesson. Um, I definitely, when I started surfing, I was uh, overconfident and I didn't take a lesson the first time. I mean, I fell in love immediately, but I also picked up a ton of bad habits. Yeah. Um, so lessons really do put you ahead. So I highly recommend it. Um, whether it's from us or even, um, I know surf Ontario and uh, surf the greats offer them as well. They have some pretty amazing teachers. So I highly, highly recommend that route. Um, and because I worked so hard on it, please check out my online store. Um, it took me hours. Uh, yeah, if you need gear, we do free shipping and all that good stuff. And um, yeah, you can connect with us through Instagram, Facebook, um, 
Twitter, though I don't tweet often. Um, and then our website is surfsupecoshop.com. Right on. I will be I'll be checking that out later. I think when I get there, I might have to come take one of your lessons. I've never, you know, I've been surfing 20 years. I've never taken a formal lesson. And, you know, there wasn't exactly a lesson for me to sign up for back when I started. That would have been really helpful, you know. Even like just learning, you know, to fall back on the board so that I wouldn't get cranked on the head after, you know, or yeah. jumping off in ankle deep water and spraining your ankle, like some of these simple things that you don't know in the beginning. Yeah. So no, that's, that's great. That's exa- that is 100% what I tell them all. Like what you just said is what I'm like, okay, make sure you starfish and you fall back. Don't jump mm. off. Don't go head first ever. Like it's, and yeah. that's why I do give lessons is because like, yeah, okay, maybe I'm not certified, but I can tell you those things. Like those, those things you should know. Like yeah. it'll help you a lot. Yeah, but we're in a whole nother dynamic here, Great Lakes surfing. I mean, there's not really an, uh, an authority over it. So we yeah, could basic we could create our own standards and training programs if we wanted to. Absolutely. So you're an innovator. I sure. <laughs> maybe a little. Yeah, yeah nice. <laughs> That um, one thing you'll have to do, like, w- like when, like, I'm not sure when you're thinking of coming this way, but any kind of collaborating you want to do, especially if you're up in this area, like, let me know. I'm very down for hosting things. I think it's a lot of fun. I, I like the re- like the retail side is is how I ground the business, but ultimately, like, hosting stuff is what I really like doing. So whether it even a series, a subsurf series, I think would be awesome. I. Yeah terrible subsurfer i <laughs> i'm not even trying to teach people um but yeah you'll have to you'll have to keep in touch for sure and let me know Absolutely. you know because any of that kind of stuff would be awesome and and any you know any ideas you want to run by me like i'm more than happy to to talk shop because yeah i'm I've got a new friend and I have a feeling if I need resources or questions I'm sure you'll be there yeah and all actually and all you'll have to do when you do t-shirts a t-shirt I've been wanting forever is ice in my hair. Don't care. Okay. I'm writing that down because it's perfect. Cause especially like, I don't know if you've seen how I know like the ice, you can't beat the ice beard, but if you have yeah. like the slightest bit of hair come out of your hood, you get this huge like chunk of ice. Right. So on. That's, Keep the yeah. suggestions coming. That's exactly what I need. Perfect. I'm so yeah. excited to launch on Saturday because I've been, working on this in the background since 2018 actually just you know on the side so it's but it's overdue to actually launch it so i'm excited really just to be out there and having these opportunities to communicate with people like yourself um, that i wouldn't necessarily if i hadn't been doing this so it is rad and it has been so awesome talking to you i can't wait to to meet you in person and go surfing together yeah, yeah, it'd be that'd be really sick. I'll definitely want some pointers off of you because if you've been serving that long, like man, that'd be good. Yeah, I don't know, or the other way. We'll see. <laughs> I, you know, it's the thing like the consistency. I mean, I'm probably better than I give myself credit for, but I always call myself a shit surfer just because I don't get that every day going out like you're in Tofino, right? I would just, I would love to ha- just have a month somewhere where I can just go every day and and, uh, refine some of those things that you don't get to. And then, you know, you got to wait a couple of weeks till the waves are back up again. It's not like, yeah, 
you know, so. But anyway, either way, uh, Duke Kahanamoku, I read a book about him, and he said that the best surfer is the surfer having the most fun. Yeah. So that's I, all that matters. Yeah, I agree with that statement. I think that's very true. Yeah. And if you're surfing on a lake, then that means that you're stoked. Because if you weren't, you wouldn't bother. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think that's why, like, we're just so okay with being kooky. Like, we are. We know. But, like, yeah. we love it. It's just, yeah. I mean, you're just stoked enough to to surf anything because surf. Like as I tell everyone, you know, surfing is better than not surfing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a really uh, profound quote that I said. Oh, where is it? In 2005, I was interviewed by the Windsor Star, and they said to me, "I have this quote. It says." It's not the fact that we don't want to surf the ocean. It's the fact that we don't have an ocean. <laughs> and that's like in big, bold print. It's like, wow, okay, is that how I'm going to be remembered? Very profound. But, you know, I was just trying to say, like, we deal with, we do what we can with what we have, and we love it. No one owns the sport, right? So, yeah. Oh man, that's funny. It, it's true. Yeah. Like if I had an ocean over there, I'd probably just surf that, but I have a lake. It's, um, yeah. And we're lucky to have a lake. Yeah. And honestly, you guys are becoming cooler and cooler by the day. I think like there was a time when it was the laughing stock, but now, I mean, there's videos, there's, you know, much more credibility coming to it now. I mean, there's been lots of films. I mean, I just, watch the uh, Great Lakes Surf Film Festival. I mean, there's some of these amazing things like this that, that weren't around before. So there's definitely some more legitimacy to it, I would say. Absolutely. And you've got, you know, some surfers like Ben Gravy that that have some fame to them and they surf the lake and, and you, and just social media, right? Social media mm -hmm. is showing people, like some of those waves on Lake Superior, oh my God. I know, um, yeah it is unreal. Like, and, and it's just people being like, Oh no, that that's, that's a wave. Yeah. Um, yeah. We gotta, we so gotta like, some of us gotta get together and go on these road trips, like up to Stony point and places that, you know, we haven't I'm been. Superior. Like I really want to go. That is on my list. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be incredible. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Again, the shots I've seen from there, they're huge. Yeah. It's, and mean. And yeah. Huge. <laughs> And those waves sunk the Edmund Fitzgerald. I mean, yeah, yeah, we got we got to ride those. Yeah, yeah. Right uh, on. Yes, sweet. Um, yeah, no, Derek. It was um, it was like really awesome to meet you in person. And and like I, anything I can do to help, please let me know. Um, yeah, again, like starting your own business, it, it, it's the best thing I've ever done. Um, was it hard? Did it require sacrifice? Yeah, a yeah. lot. I, I cry every day. There's still times like January, February, where I'm like, what am I doing? This is so stupid, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but it's, um, it's awesome. And I, and I think promoting the fresh water, I, th I think there needs to be a fresh water, like, you know, salt life. We need a fresh life. Mm -hmm. you know, we, we need something that does promote cause it is different. It's, it's just a different style of surfing. Um, and and I, even Great Lake life, I think, is kind of it's just unique to ocean style life, I guess. 
So yeah, I, uh, I think it'll be awesome. Um, I'm excited to see what you, uh, your one t-shirt, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be more, there's more on the way, but the start, yeah. There's one coming this Saturday with the launch of the podcast. So yeah. Um, I'm not uh, like, I, I, I mean, obviously you need to get them produced. I, I'm not sure who's doing all your printing and stuff. If you need some connections, let me know. I know some local Canadian people as well as like, uh, I don't know if you know the company Jericho, but they have all bamboo clothing. It's very sustainable. Um, and, uh, it's all, it's just, th their stuff is just blank. Like it's just a white band. Um, we do really well with them. Um, just if you're looking for base yeah. stuff. I need, I need that information because the first run we did, you know, I, I wasn't thinking too much about it at the time. It was like, you're just going to make some yeah, t-shirts. I don't think they're, they're horribly made or anything, but I had a run of 50 done. And then since then I've decided, I'm like, you know, I know it's a little more money, but I just got to go the green route just because those are my morals. It's like, yeah. I, I just have to do that. So. Yeah. It's, it's worth it. Like you are going to get people that won't want to pay a little bit more, but you will get people that will pay a little bit more because they know it's sustainable. So I would definitely check out Jericho. I, I can also put you in touch. There's a guy, uh, do you know the brand Rawfish? No, I'm writing that down. Huh? Yeah. So Tim Hine, we, we carry his stuff. He does really good hats. Um, he, some of his clothing is sustainable. Some of it's not, but he does a lot of work in Canada. So like he, he's a big promoter of like getting all his printing and stuff done locally in Ontario. Um, and he likes doing, um, other people's stuff and he's, he's quite good at it and his rates are pretty good. He's, he's a good one to connect with for sure. And his, his hats and t-shirts sell really well. A lot of them incorporate rayon, which is that bamboo piece. Okay. Yeah, so he's a good one to connect. But look up raw fish; you'll you'll see it's it's a it's like an outdoor Canadian fishing brand. Right on. Um, but we but he's a great guy. Like Tim is a, is a really cool guy. He'd be a good one to connect with. He could help hook you up with stuff. He's done some t-shirts for us, um, right and it was good. We had no problems selling them. So nice. I will do that. Yeah, and if you ever you know if you like any of our product and you want to sell it in your store, that would be pretty yeah. rad too. Yeah, I'd like to. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I ice like, in my hair, don't care shirt, you know, coming right up. You, seriously, you'd sell all, I, I've wanted I've wanted it made for so long. I'm like, it's so good because it's a play on the sand in my hair, don't care. Come on. Okay. Um but uh yeah, so if it gets done, we'll bring them in for sure. Right on, nice. All right. Super stoked to have met you, super stoked to you know get back to Ontario and, and see you in person. I had a job interview today before this actually that was super <laughs> nerve-wracking so this uh has been fun to just kind of let loose so yeah so i thank you for that keep doing what you're doing the the lord's work there in king Carden and godrich spreading the stoke right on yeah so see you later and stay stoked tara yeah you too derek i'll talk All to you right. later peace bye Hey Freshies, that's it for another episode of Permastoke. I really hope you enjoyed listening or watching to that one. I really want to say mahalo to Tara for sharing her story, being so encouraging to me and giving me such great advice as I move forward with Freshwater Surf Kids and plan my move back to Ontario, back to the Great Lakes. So you can connect with Tara online at 
www.surfsupecoshop.com. You can find her on Facebook at Surfsup Eco Shop and Rent, and on Instagram at Surfsup Eco Shop and Rentals, and at Surfsup underscore Eco Shop. And she's even on Twitter at Surfsup Eco Shop. Or hey, just go the old-fashioned way. See her in person at either the Goddard or Concordia location, and make sure you get yourself a surfer sup lesson this summer or fall. Actually, go for the fall. All right, freshies, great seeing you. Until next time, stay stoked. And we want to say a big mahalo to Mark Malibu and the Wasagas for providing us with our intro music, Hey Chihuahua, from their 2009 album entitled Crash Monster Beach, and our outro music, End of Summer, off their 2017 album, Return of the Wasagas. Be sure to check them out and download their music on iTunes today. And we especially want to say mahalo to all you listeners out there. We're so grateful that you chose to join us for this episode, and we look forward to providing you with even more awesome content in the future, because there are more episodes on their way. In the meantime, feel free to go back and listen to previous episodes. And if you enjoyed listening or watching the show, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Please leave us a rating and a review, and share with your family and friends over social media or by telling people about it. You can also watch the show by visiting our YouTube channel, Freshwater Surf Goods. To learn more about Freshwater Surf Goods and to check out our products and services, visit freshwatersurfgoods.com. Be sure to sign up for the newsletter to stay up to date on new products, events, our SUP and yoga schedule, and other exciting news. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Freshwater Surf Goods. We are currently in need of artists and graphic designers to help us out with new product designs for the brand. We need photographers to provide some great lakes in both East Coast and West Coast surf photography. We need musicians for music on the podcast. We want to make this a real community effort and have you all be a part of it. Or if you have an idea for collaboration, would like to recommend a future guest, would like to invite me to an event or book me to teach SUP or yoga, or if you or your company are interested in being a sponsor of the show, hit me up on social media or email me at Derek at freshwatersurfkids.com. That's Derek spelled the Viking way. No double R's or C's, just D-E-R-I-K at freshwatersurfkids.com. And finally, Freshwater Surf Goods, our SUP school, Great Vibes Yoga, Meditation and Healing, and the Permastoke Podcast are all currently based out of Vancouver, B.C., with the intention of relocating to the Great Lakes region. My preference is to move somewhere along the coast of Lake Huron between Cardin and Sauble Beach to get that good surf and be in the woods somewhere. But we are open to other coastal communities in Southern Ontario. If you have any advice on how I might bring my business there and get set up, I would be extremely grateful. Also, I understand that I may need to get a real job for a while. So my education and work background is primarily in native community work frontline emergency social service work, and coordinating both long-term and short-term nonprofit programs and projects. If you have any leads or suggestions around potential employment opportunities or relocation services, and how we might make the transition from the West Coast back to Ontario, it would be greatly appreciated. I look forward to next time and getting to know you all better. In the meantime, I'm your host, Derek Hyatt. Mahalo, freshies. 
keep surfing and stay stoked.